0: By fine-tuning your skills in matching the light to match your story, you will create your own light, Mm -hmm. you know, it's inevitable.
1: It's Inspiration in Action, a podcast for creatives, and I am your host, Tasha Pierce. The goal of this podcast is to allow you to be inspired by and learn from other creatives, both the mindset for and the practicality of creating great art. Here, you will find raw, honest conversations about artistic process, mind struggles, supporting yourself as an artist, and becoming successful at what you do. If you are new here, I'd like to give you a warm welcome to the community. Here we believe that photography is much more than gear and technical perfection. It's a means of making an impact on the world, however big or small that impact is. Today's episode is a golden mine of practical tips on improving the lighting element in your photography and maximizing its effect on the viewer. One of my favorite portrait photographers from Bratislava, Marek Vrful, tells us about how he learned to study the light, and why it's important in visual storytelling, what is the difference between a good and a bad lit photo, and can you actually fix everything in post? You're up for a treat! Enjoy! Hey! Hey, Dasha!
0: Finally! So, I have also amazing shitty light right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the setting for, <laughs> for the conversation about light.
0: It will change, it will change, but just wait okay. for it, yeah, So it will change. <laughs> so, I can hear you great, so that's great.
1: That's totally amazing. And I was just telling uh, everyone who is watching us right now that they're welcome to send us questions. I have a list of my own questions, which I want to discuss with you, but I want to start with, first of all, tell personally, like, my followers a little bit about yourself, what kind of photography you're into, how you started a little bit, and then just to begin with, to maybe warm us up a little bit, what was the first photograph that you can remember that you took as a serious photographer like uh, your first memorable experience
0: like really a first 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 image do you mean like image which i lit or just just image uh, which i which i took which i remember and it was like because i took obviously i took a lot of photograph before i was photographer
1: maybe the image that made you think that okay now, I think I will be going for photography. For
0: okay, photography. yeah, I have one. Yeah, yeah, actually. Cool. Tell me about it. I didn't even think, thought at the point I want to be a photographer. I was a retoucher at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was mostly doing retouching jobs for uh, advertising and uh, other photographers. Mm-hmm. and it was a picture of my friend, also photographer, hello Andrea, and uh, we were trying a new lighting setup and some at her flat, really, just a small space, and we were just playing with uh, old um, top hat, if you know, and some coat, and we were just experimenting with light, and because she was uh, not at the time but uh, she she used to be a model mm-hmm. she used to model so she was really a great uh, subject to shoot and i was just i just made a little adjustment it was like really small small uh, shitty softbox which we used but uh, the image was amazing so that's that's the first image I remember which was like I was oh my gosh like this is like really that this is possible you know like you can create this I was really obviously the styling uh, and her skills uh, as a model were a big part of it but uh, yeah that that's the first image I would say I remember i took as which really struck me like and it, it wasn't really <laughs> my lights and it mm-hmm. wasn't uh, even my camera and <laughs> so yeah it was just just uh, we were we, we were just having fun and probably now it's the time to change the light
1: and yeah that's much better <laughs> okay and when was it how long ago uh
0: this was probably in 2009 yeah, mm-hmm. probably something like that, 2009. So it was uh, quite a while ago. And like I mentioned before, I was, at the time I was mostly retouching. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really thinking about uh, being a photographer. And my only, like, I was drawing a lot and I draw and paint all my life, I uh, like from childhood. And uh, so, like, photography uh, seemed boring <laughs> a little bit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like. Mm, wow. at least mm-hmm. the photographers, the photographers I knew at the time, mm-hmm. my friends, for example, for me, it seemed boring because um, I didn't only maybe, maybe, maybe I came across a photography such as uh, photographers such as Erving Olaf and Eugenio Rekuenko, for example. But I didn't really... No, maybe I thought it's a lot of post-production and it's a composite you know like like I had no idea really and uh, after a while when I was working as a retoucher because funny enough I started as a beauty retoucher and I was uh, retouching jobs for uh, Oriflame and some other brands and Mm -hmm. uh, photographers which you probably all know but I'm not gonna mention all those photographers so and retouching is like it's a hard job I would say and then also you don't It's too late to express yourself as a retoucher when you are given a job. It's a technical job, not as creative as photography, because you have to finish what someone else started. So after a while, I realized it's not satisfying. And I found out about many, many photographers, which, for example, (laughs) such as yourself uh, right now, you know, like because you are a creative photographer. But for me, this, I didn't really at the time, I didn't really know so many creative photographers you know like obviously I knew like fashion yeah maybe I was familiar more with fashion photography than with you know like uh, photographers such as I don't know Elkheny Rekuenko which was I think that Elkheny Rekuenko and Erwin Olaf were I would say that was the strongest influence uh, for me or on me they had the strongest influence because for me it was you know like something they still are you know like something special because both of them they they uh, they create a lot of their personal work and it's not at the level which is for example my personal work it's uh, really the level of the production value which they put into their personal Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. for me it's mind-blowing so
1: yeah of course because they're working not probably by themselves they are working on team level they yeah and it's, it's
0: also a huge investment production they right? don't go to vacation they don't buy a new car they don't buy i don't know whatever they put all those you know like savings Mm -hmm, essentially mm -hmm. so that was something for me which which i would say really changed my perspective about photography
1: it's just really an amazing topic which we will probably save for another discussion but that's just to step aside from our lighting thing which we haven't even touched yet guys yes i want you to just Really let it sink in. People who are serious about photography, they do prioritize it. They don't think that, oh, I need to buy a new house so I cannot do my photography, they just pour everything into their work, into their art, and it's a whole different model of living, so that you, if you want to be serious about photography or any other type of art, you need to get familiar with that idea, but to bring us back a little bit to the lighting thing, it's great that you mentioned your biggest influences, and as far as I understand that you started with studio lighting right away, as for me, I started with natural lighting just mm-hmm. yes and
0: no, it's not really um I wouldn't say I started with uh, with flash or studio mm-hmm. uh, light either way, you know, because, sorry to interrupt you. you it, but, but I owned camera before, and uh, as a visual person, I was, you know, like I had old uh, film camera, I don't know, when I was 20 years old. So, and I was shooting a lot, you know, like like I spent so much money on films. I But I, you know, like I was a bad photographer, really. I was aware of the light, you know, know like the light uh, was if you are a visual person if you draw if you paint you you are aware of the light you know but I wasn't able to control it so yeah but when I started to be like serious about photography and uh, when I started to think about my own projects mm-hmm. I did start with flash or studio lights because like I mentioned there were some influences for example Erwin Olaf and he's using more um, mostly studio lights even if the setups are so for me it was something i have to try you know like and obviously when i started it was i was terrible you know i really sucked bad you know like it it wasn't good at all it it wasn't like suddenly i was an amazing photographer i had the same uh, same struggle with studio light as anyone else Maybe the only difference mm-hmm. uh, for me was I had friends, photographer, and uh, I uh, joined like a uh, place, which was um, a co-working uh, place, which we had like eight friends together, with, mm-hmm. uh, like a huge studio. And I had uh, my friend, uh, Shimon Kliman. Hello, Shimon. He gave me the opportunity to use his lights and also showed me a lot of a lot of stuff about how to use the lights and you know and how to use modifiers so so you know like it wasn't really because in 2009 maybe yeah it was 2009 uh there weren't such a great uh oh ob- yes yes they were some tutorials but you know it wasn't in uh on such a level as it as is it now true. you know mm-hmm. like uh Today you have such amazing photographers sharing their, their skills about lighting. And, um, I remember in 2009, uh, yes, they, they were resources mostly uh, Linda.com, but, uh, for example, they, they had like really, I would say there was, uh, some tutorials with Joe McNally. I don't know if you're familiar, but those were all mostly like, uh, weddings mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like basic portrait stuff. I am creative person and I have you know like you have your own, own idea and you can really apply like wedding a lot, a wedding photography lighting or mm-hmm. or, or portrait lighting. To your ideas, if they are, you know, like creatively somewhere totally, Something you know, different. in in a completely different universe.
1: Of so, that,
0: so that was a struggle because now you have like great tutorials, and they are showing you the lighting on for example I don't know like stage really yeah Mm -hmm. different creative like really like fine art photography how Mm -hmm. to apply Mm -hmm. the lighting to your fine art photography and that's a huge difference and I remember that was a really big struggle for me So, Mm -hmm. so so I started in studio I had all the all the equipment to play with but I would say it's not always an advantage because mm, now I'm shooting. I am shooting with two when I'm shooting uh, alone when I don't mm-hmm. have. it's not a commercial shoot, I am mo- most of the portraits you you can see on on my uh, profile or mod- most of the images I create. I use two lights. Like. So not, for example, I use uh, you don't have the light. You
1: have many.
0: No, 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 mm-hmm. definitely not. And it's—I would say—it's the best for anyone. Who, who, also, if I would—if uh, I could go back and give give myself an advice, you know, I would—I uh, I would give myself advice. Just start with one light.
2: Mm-hmm. okay and learn that's... to
0: control the light you know because also when you are in a real world mm-hmm. you rarely obviously you could have like many light sources but usually we have like two light sources it's it's, it's sky and it's uh, and it, it's sky and sun so mm-hmm. you know that's easy to wrap your mm-hmm. head around
1: yeah exactly and you mentioned that you cannot really apply like a lighting scheme for wedding to a fine art portrait Uh, what is the major role of light in visual storytelling if there is one i assume you would agree that there is what kind of role does the light play in telling a story about a person in your case
0: well (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, I would maybe, maybe uh, switch my answer a little bit. What it means for me? Okay, I will answer and maybe we could, maybe we could talk a a little bit about this topic. And uh, yeah, what it means, our brains are used to process the, the light we see in a mm-hmm. certain way that's a given you know like uh, if you are a human and if you are you know like uh, didn't live in a cage uh, all your life you probably experience sun and sunset and, and sunrise and mm-hmm. uh, you know cloudy sky and you probably saw a light through the window you know so you already when you are a photographer, or you already have a viewer which has certain uh, i would say uh, a language in which he understands, even if he is not aware he understands the language, mm-hmm. and as a photographer or a por- portrait photographer, whatever, you should use the language to speak because when you are not able to speak the language or maybe you you are using the language but you don't really know the words so you are just you know like it's a mumbling or it doesn't make really it doesn't make sense you know Mm -hmm. so or maybe my favorite um yeah maybe even better it's like when you are trying to cook something and you you don't don't have the recipe and you just put all the ingredients together but maybe it will work but it, usually it doesn't mm-hmm. so and it's the same with light so for me it's um it's equally important the light is equally important as styling as the environment as the model as the casting as the emotion mm-hmm. which the model has or or the person mm-hmm. Because I could accentuate the emotion with the light or I could completely destroy Mm -hmm. the emotion or the mood of the picture with the light. It's so that's, uh, and also, also in my photography, I really like to pick or find what's interesting about the person I'm going to uh, shoot or, you know, like, character or like like the, the persona and also their fa- facial features mm-hmm. so it's basically it's it's I would say you, you when you are going to shoot someone you have like certain options and you could mm-hmm. pick one so I would usually uh meet with the person before mm-hmm. I even going to shoot them like have a meeting have a coffee with them and mm-hmm. I so I can see their fa- facial features and also skin complexity and everything, and uh, skin complexion. And I already have an idea about the light before even I'm going to shoot. So I have the, like I said, the same Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, uh, If you are, for example, you are working a lot with accessories and you know, like uh, you have like really scenes with, uh, with styling colors, shapes, and the light is the same. It's just all, just you know, it's another the important another important, yeah, the image. important elements. So my approach is uh, pick the light which will suit the mood, whether mm-hmm. it's dark, or or it, it could be like really high key mm-hmm. and it should uh, have a positive vibe. For mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. it's it, if it's a kid and you could tell the story with the light. or or emphasize the emotion which you can communicate. Mm -hmm. Or would like to communicate in the picture, so you could really take a picture of a child, which could be like really sweet, and use a really dramatic light, and mm-hmm. immediately changes the the, uh, the
1: the emotion, the feeling, the the, the,
0: the emotion and uh, the creative uh, concept uh, of the picture, or, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. you know. So so it's a really for me, and I'm also very uh, very picky about the styling. So it's not only the light i would say i'm using like really simple lighting setups not no, nothing special only i would sometimes adjust the light just two centimeters you know mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. really just mm-hmm. a little bit and it,
1: and it also it depends changes. on the
0: because a small shadow really just small shadow under the eye or near the nose could completely change the facial features mm-hmm. of the person
1: and maybe even the expression on the face
0: yeah so and, and then
1: definitely the emotion
0: obviously the mood but also the facial features mm-hmm. and everything. For example, if you use uh, hard light, uh, and I, I think that's the biggest struggle for beginners with the studio lighting. They are used to use. Uh, they are used to shoot with uh, with daylight,
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is usually a huge light source. Yeah, and then they go to studio and they just. Take anything uh, or whatever is there, like a small softbox, and they're wondering why why the light is so, harsh. so bad and why it's so harsh. For example, or they use or they use two small softboxes, one to fill the fill the shadows, but it's still it's ugly. They don't like you, you know, and that's really easy because because yeah. the the light source doesn't match what they don't. want. It, it doesn't really match uh, what they want to achieve
1: yeah i can definitely recognize myself in that story because i was trying hard to familiarize myself with studio lighting i took private lessons (laughs) and then went for a weekly course and uh, i after that i recognized all the possibilities but still I'm quite used to one particular light, and I think, which is natural light and usually very ambient and soft and shadowless, and I think now it's associated with my style. You mentioned, when we were having a conversation before, that light can be a characteristic feature of a style. How how can it become that, do you think?
0: Well, first of all, yeah, I can definitely relate with your uh, struggle, you know, because I had a struggle and someone just, uh, move, I believe, uh, just without reading the lights is a gift not everyone has. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone has it, so the eye of photographer is really different. Yes, agree to disagree. <laughs> I mm-hmm. wouldn't say it's a gift, you know, like... Uh, To a certain degree, yeah. For example, I was drawing all my life, obviously. So I'm a visual person. And when someone is, I don't know, not as visual as me, but also, for example, when I started to learn how to light and to see the light, because you have to learn to see the light. And it sounds like okay what should i do uh, i see the light uh, you, uh, you turn off the light you know it's it's okay here we go why it's it turn off it's like okay so uh so
1: i just really wanted to make a point about this this yes about this thing it's i think what you're trying to say uh, is that i everyone can understand Can feel the effect of light, even if you are not a photographer. Like even like a random person can feel it. Just that not everyone will understand that this effect is produced by light. And if you are a photographer, a painter, any type of visual artist, you have to speak that language of the light that you were talking about.
0: I have a great comparison which I would Mm -hmm. uh, like to address to Almud and everyone else who Mm -hmm. like i can hear and see uh, all the time like now it's really pop- popular to some photographers use like i'm a uh, they use expression i am a, that they are natural light shooters you know mm. and for me that's that I, I don't want to like you know like pick on someone and, and i make fun of someone not at all because like i said i was a really shitty photographer once and also my lighting skills i don't consider myself to be like a great uh, to have like okay. great lighting skills <laughs> you know like like there are people who are working on the movies and they are like that's the like really next level and uh, you could agree if you if you if you watch any movie like everything you see it's lit Okay. everything you know so like they work with color temperature that's that's uh it's blowing my mind so you know what i i like to use uh, uh is a comparison to cooking to to to, to or, or baking cake you know mm-hmm. because and with the natural light, it's like, uh, okay. And you can see like many photographers were shooting only with natural light. And this is, uh, I would say slightly, I'm going to be a little bit practical about it. When you're shooting only with natural light, it's not a competition, natural light versus uh, studio lights or versus like hot lights, which are used uh, for a movie production. It's still just light. You know, only the source source—source the, the uh, source is different, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's still light. The same thing, the same principles apply. Mm-hmm. So just saying about uh, yourself, you are a natural light photographer is just, you know, that's, it doesn't really make sense. You know, it's just like, um, so I use a comparison to, to learning to how to bake a cake because for example, I like, I like uh, cake which my mother bakes, you know, but, but I, I'm not uh, able to, to create the same, same level. Of um you know, I don't have the artistry, <laughs> you know I, I and I don't even try because she's you know like really on high level, and like the expression "I'm a natural like shooter for me is like, I like this cake, you know, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you know, I like this food, okay, I like mm-hmm. uh, you know like this sunshine and I like this shadow, you know, but man, you didn't create it, it was already there, you know, you just you just pick which 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 cake you like you know and then you eat it and that's it and Mm -hmm. but with studio lights you are not just consumer you are creating the light or or any light it doesn't really need to be like studio light it could be just just a simple simple light bulb in your in your home you don't have to own studio lights to try to learn how to Mm -hmm. use the lights so and also, you, you could practice this with, with, with the daylight, but it's much more complicated and uh, because you can move the sun, obviously. And uh, so for me, that's the difference. You either are able to cook the food or the, bake the cake, you know, uh, and uh, obviously you will fail. You will fail many times, but after a while, you will, you will be able to bake a cake, which will be great. Probably after maybe 100 uh, fails, you will be great, uh, great cook. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with lighting. You can expect to go to the studio or in the studio for one hour. And what what is um thing which I often see, people are trying to learn how to light while while they are on shoot they are actually shooting for a client mm-hmm, or, or mm-hmm, a project mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, that will never work <laughs> that, <laughs> that will never
0: work you, you because you are on you you have
1: yeah you're you know yeah.
0: like like it's it's, it's it's if you don't know how to cook and you are going to cook for a people in restaurants you know yeah. <laughs> it believe it, it will be a failure for sure a failure mm-hmm. for sure so so uh, for me, that's a, de- a great uh, comparison, I would say, because it's exactly the same thing. If you want to control the light, you have to expect it, it won't be that easy as going to a, a, a restaurant and pick a cake and eat it, you know? So, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to as- answer your question, actually. And while, uh, while you are learning how to use the lights, And I would say in the terms of creative photography or creative, Mm -hmm. uh, if you are a creative person, if you want to tell a story and you have a story in your mind and Mm -hmm. you have a place, you have a character, And even if it's a simple portrait, because even with a simple portrait, that's what I am doing. You can create certain feeling, a space. So if you have an idea about the character, about the story, about what is going on there, it's it's the same thing as a movie. So if you have a set, it's also called set. uh so you just imagine the light you know maybe it was raining okay so it couldn't be a really hard reflector which you would use you really need a soft light and then you have to solve how to create that light but that's a technical that's a technical mm-hmm. thing which you could learn and it's not as uh, not as hard but what i mostly see as a problem for many uh starting photographers I wouldn't say it's only a problem for women because also male photographers, they think they they could use the lights, but they they really could use only the, the hardware. Mm-hmm. but there for example using the the light doesn't tell any story it's just repeating something they they saw uh, mm-hmm. and that's a problem if you, you are starting with lights you have to learn some basics which are patterns how to line a light the face and many other other things but what's really bad if you are creating your own scene your own picture and mm-hmm. you are just you are just uh, you you just take any light or or a light from a picture you saw and you like mm-hmm. without thinking if the light Supposed is matching the story, the story you mm-hmm. want to tell yeah. so it's yeah so so how could you use the light to create your own style mm-hmm. by creating your own creative style and matching the light to match mm-hmm. your story and it will be always your story and the light will match and mm-hmm. by fine-tuning the, your skills in matching the light to match your story, you will create your own light, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's inevitable, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even though... Uh, for example, and I will finish, there is a Dutch, if I'm not mistaken, photographer's Frike Janssens, and I probably butchered her name like you butchered mine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's yeah. German, and I, I can't, uh, and even I couldn't prom- pronounce it correctly, so it's beautiful. Hello, German prince. <laughs> uh And it's, I would say advertising type of light Mm -hmm. but she has such a subtlety in how she uses the light and it's definitely her style i will recognize her image obviously it's matching her style and she works with really um Good team also, and also for example uh, uh Yulia heta also i don't know how, how she's mm-hmm. her name is pronounced, but Erwin Olaf the same uh Rekuenko, the same all those people they they are using the light to match the story they they what mm-hmm. they imagine, for example uh, mm-hmm. uh with Rekuenko, it's really painterly he's using just theater or movie lights and um, it's really dramatic, and but yet it's soft, you know, so that's about the style.
1: Yeah, I actually have quite a few questions, and it was a great dive into your creative process, because, well, my process is completely different, and I assume that many people who are watching or hearing us right now, they also sometimes uh don't have a particular story in mind when they start because from my experience you can sometimes plan a shoot but you don't have like particular formed and finalized story and you're sort of letting maybe either the process or intuition to create that story partially <laughs> maybe not for you but just as you go And connected with this, were there any situations when you came up with a story for a particular person? So you decided, like, you met the guy, let's say a guy during a coffee, and you thought, okay, I'm gonna shoot him with this particular light, and then on the set you realized that this light wasn't working for him, just wasn't catching the mood somehow, and was there case when you had to change the light on the spot
0: all the time all the time it's like with everything else for example if you it's the same as with styling
1: well you cannot usually change the clothes if you already chose some particular things right
0: that's why when for example when you are shooting someone and you have like for example i just it happened just recently i was mm-hmm. uh, shooting a commission portraits mm-hmm. and i had a mm-hmm. guy and uh, i had an idea about how i'm going to approach the lighting and um, yeah this this happens all the time that's that's uh, the only i would say a like, constant that's that's for sure it will happen and uh what's, what for me it's it's hard to rec- recognize it uh, recognize this problem uh, soon enough mm-hmm. so i can change the light because as with any creative idea if you obviously with time and with uh, with practice uh, this is not as bad as it was i don't know like 5 years ago for Mm. me but but now i would say what's different i can recognize sooner the light the my Mm -hmm. my idea about Mm -hmm. the light is not working right but sometime i i will try like five different lighting i would say schemes but like i said i'm using uh exactly for this reason usually only two or three lights Mm -hmm. and because when you are alone and you don't have assistant it's not really something it's it's a bad bad idea to run uh, around and change the lights every five minutes because you will lose the model so that's why i'm trying to think about the light and i don't know if it's uh, Mm -hmm. if this is true for someone else but when i'm when i am lighting the i'm creating the lighting or trying the lighting setup while i'm sleeping in Mm. so i will i will you know like light the 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 scene in a dream Mm -hmm. and uh, but it works uh, you know like i I actually because you're you're usually it's not a good sleep but but uh, (laughs) i already have a an idea, and but sometimes it doesn't work, and you have to change it, and it happens all the time. And the same I, with posing, I think. And it's the same with posing, and mm-hmm. like I said, it's it's styling, and uh, like I said, I had this uh, guy, and I had an idea about the light, and I had to, and I about the portrait in general, how how it mm-hmm. will look, and what he he will be wearing and the styling wasn't working it wasn't matching uh you know like just visually it wasn't working it was like and it was struggle mm-hmm. and it was also struggle for him because he he was a client he wasn't a professional model mm-hmm. so i was trying different poses and really like then I had an idea we just had a break and we just were just browsing through pictures which I would say uh, Renaissance portraits, they were Renaissance portraits and he, he has like really strong facial features he's like, like really like a movie star, like a character from a movie, like mm-hmm. very very strong facial features, however he's not a model and he wasn't um, familiar with being in front of a camera So mm-hmm. so that was a struggle for him and we just tried something different and i changed the light to match the scene and like the last three pictures i would say it's the best picture i shot this year Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly the situation and it was a combination of mostly like you say you have to change the pose and mm-hmm. that's something I'm trying to explain, also because this happens all the time during even during advertising shoots when we have like we are on a tight schedule and we have seven, eight lights mm-hmm. and something changed. The, the the key character has to move and you have to change the light.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have too much time left because Instagram gives us just like one hour. I know that now like of course everyone is using photoshop right and everyone thinks that okay i can use any type of light and then it's easy to fix it in post what do you think about it can you fix everything in post-production how much post-production plays in your editing and uh, can you basically save like a picture with editing
0: Okay, first of all, if you are willing, I'm willing to continue, if okay. you want. Okay. We, we can start another hour, mm-hmm. I don't care. I have my beautiful setup here. So regarding the light or regarding the everything how much as a as a as a retouching professional you know like everything is possible but like some things you can fix and usually if you have to fix something in post-production it will be bad and Mm -hmm. i did some you know like crazy like uh, recreate like walls, uh, wooden walls, you know, because there was a flash reflected on the, uh, on the wall. So you have to recreate the wall behind the person. Like, you know, it's from the light perspective, if you have like bad light, it's not fixable because with light y- you control. For example, if you are shooting with daylight, daylight is usually if it's not the sun, if it's the sky, it's too soft and it's blue so and the quality the contrast of the picture contrast of the uh, texture of the materials tex- texture of the skin the de- it will be softer so it will never be the same as the if you have like you know like florida sun so if you have for example such a daylight you can really create some something different it, you can change some you know maybe color temperature and add a little bit of contrast but you you will not have the same contrast you will not have such a levels of level of detail and so the quality of light it's um, is everything so that's why in advertising you have like such a huge setups and a lot of light because then the colors are vivid mm-hmm. and uh, uh everything looks uh uh much more third dimensional you know like uh, uh it's uh, three-dimensional because when you have like flat light uh, or too soft light it's usually it looks flat and obviously you can f- you can fix that in post-production you you can use dodge and burn but then what's the point you know like you can paint it entirely and usually the post-production should be just the icing of the cake, not the cake itself. You can't really, if you have like bad ingredients, once again, cooking <laughs> comparison, if you have like bad ingredients, the cake will be like really terrible and you can fix it with, with icing and it's the same in post-production. Everything must be on the same level. If you have like really huge or big production value, you know, like you have great model and the great styling, great uh, location, you can't, and you have a shitty light, which often happens, you can't really fix it with post-production. Like everything must be on the same level. Also the post-production, even though it's just like small adjustment. For me, post-production is more of fine-tuning, for example, colors. That's what mm-hmm. I do, like my, my images, usually people say, you don't have to do any post-production. Usually I don't, and, and, but sometimes I just want to push the colors and change the contrast because mm-hmm. I want really like a softer contrast. And you could also achieve this with lighting, like really have like really, really soft light, but you have to compromise. When you are alone, you can't really have a setup like for a uh, advertising shoot, you know so so it's always about what you can achieve but you have to be able to recognize what you can fix in post-production without i would say compromising the quality of the image so post-production is just it's a tool which should be used for i don't know like
1: for like finishing touches not as a main sometimes not because
0: sometimes you 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 have to uh create a composite so it's not it's a yeah, part of, of the course. process
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it shouldn't be for fixing things which were just laziness or you know mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: it never looks good, and that's the difference for example, between the post production in you know you see the level of post production which Even Erwin Olaf uses a post-production studio to finish his images. But Mm -hmm. he is working with the post-production studio and he shoots the images the way they instruct him to shoot. So they then can work in post production and create the final idea. So that's that's the place of post production. It could be a part of the process, not like just saving the the mistakes of others. Like, I don't know mistakes of stylists, then you know, or makeup artists.
1: Do you ever work with initial light, or do you mix it?
0: I would say I would like to. Usually it's really complicated because, uh, for example, you? I have like two pictures. For example, the pic- uh, on my Instagram profile, there is the one with the workshop and the before is a boy in tank top. Mm-hmm. And that's completely natural light and very mm-hmm. bad natural light. But still, if you learn how to create your own light, you will use the same principles when you are using daylight. So for example, if you look at photographers such as Patrick Marchelier or um, whether it's Peter Lindbergh, for, yeah, that's a great ex- an example. He is using all sort of, he was using all sorts of uh, light sources because he didn't really care what the light source is. He just wanted the mood. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, it's a reflector or flash or it's a daylight. And, but uh, if you Google Peter Lindbergh uh, behind the scenes, you will see you will see his setups on the roofs, how they modify the, the really soft daylight. So he's using daylight, but he had like really big black tent to create the contrast because otherwise it will be just you know just mushy image which is which you can see like so many images just like you know uh, however you could bring just you could modify the daylight for example Yulia reminder
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so we don't fall asleep um for example Yulia heta she's uh, using only daylight but if you look at her she's modifying the daylight heavily she controls the light only just a really slice of the daylight and from a top and everything, you know? So, so it's the same thing, it's still just a light. So even if you are shooting, even if I was using daylight, I would still modify the daylight. Mm-hmm. And the only problem with daylight is uh, in sh- studios where I shoot the daylight is either not available or it's It's really hard, or or it's really really too soft. The quality is not great, you know. It's not. There are studios in Paris, and I don't Mm -hmm. know in Prague, for example. When I saw, I would be shooting daylight uh, with daylight every day if I had access to that studio, but I don't. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I see, but I, like I said, I, I just, I just have the image with the ginger boy. It's, it's
1: completely Daylight. Mm-hmm. The daylight. It's an amazing I, image. I love it. Yeah. Just and weird,
0: I, I, I like the weird. pattern of it was just and that was a test that, that was a casting shoot and everyone's so so like you're like your casting your casting images are so beautiful yes because you know like you can't turn off if you see the light you, you will see mm-hmm, it and it, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's a struggle and I remember myself crying crying uh, in front of my friend which she's an, she's an illustrator. she has a really sense uh, she, a really great sense of light. In her mm-hmm. illustrations and I was like how do you know how do you create how do you think about the light you know how do you mm-hmm. just just think of the light how do you create the mood mm-hmm. you know? and for me and it was I don't know maybe 2012 13 mm-hmm. I'm not sure but um and she just told me well you have to you have to just watch the light you have to remember And that's maybe to wrap this up before we finish, Mm -hmm. or maybe we will continue, uh, whatever you say. Because I promised I will explain. If you want to learn how to light, you have to train yourself every day. You go to a place. And you see on the street, you see like interesting light, which I don't know, It's it could be like uh, street lights. And you see someone walk through the street lights and you see the light. Take a picture, someone is standing next to a win- window and you see beautiful light. Take a picture, You we have like that's... Now it's the best time to learn the light because you always even If it's not really great because the iPhones for example they will they will use uh the the HDR Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you can turn this off or use a different camera app so it will not change the light Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the actual light but if you see the light Anywhere in the woods, the sun is shining through the, the through the leaves, or or it's uh, the sun is setting and and the color is beautiful. You just take a picture. Just create mm-hmm. your own folder light ideas Mm -hmm. and
1: this is so amazing and so practical and also i just want to add that maybe when you take those pictures you can also take a look at them after some time and think what kind of emotions they evoke in you like this type of light and is this 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 story and this type of life creates this mood I just,
0: just... that's the point because when you see the light and you like it that's an emotion that's that's emotion happening that you mm-hmm. like it okay it's not like a light like mm-hmm. you know like that's so you could use the probably someone else will feel the same emotion when he sees the light so you could use this to your advantage you have to look for the light and you have to and after a while, for example, usually when I start to teach someone how to light, I will ask how many light sources are when you are, you are standing outside and uh, there is a tree, you are on the field, there is a tree and there is a sun, how many light sources do you have there? And people are confused and mm-hmm. I was confused when I was starting and they, and they say, oh, there is sun. Okay, yes, and now you are standing under the tree and in the shadow and the sun is not, shy. you are in the shadow. There is no sun. The sun is hidden behind the tree and you still could see it's not dark. So what, what's the light source, you know? And we take the, the sky for granted, but that's mm-hmm. a light source, you know? So already you have two
1: light sources,
0: which you mm-hmm. are not aware of. One like of them you're, you're you are not conscious aware of. It. Yes. Then, consciously try to recognize and also analyze all the scenes for example there are probably every photographer which teaches the light will will tell you okay you have to analyze the light in the picture which is a great resource but also i would say it's important to find the light in uh, every day's life mm-hmm. because that's motivated light and you could use it to advantage and it's better than analyze pictures of other photographers because they make mistakes and you don't know what they (laughs) wanted to achieve and you have to create your own database of light in Mm -hmm. your head.
1: Mm -hmm. I completely agree and there's one more exercise that I remember from one and the only photography course that I took that was when you're working with natural light and when you're trying to understand it and learning about natural light the useful exercise is that you pick one place somewhere maybe close to your home which you pass by every day it can be like a bus stop and you can take a picture of it like with different type of light uh, different times of day different times of season Like, I mean, different seasons, different months, uh, and that was just, yeah, sort of a little bit of a warm-up for our conversation, but that exercise, you cannot do it just uh, during one day. If you take those pictures, like, during several months or during a year, this is where you understand how natural light works and what type of mood you get with natural light in a particular season let's say or in a particular time of day or with a particular weather condition this is how i work
0: yeah that's great and, exercise uh... but uh, i think we already you know the thing is we already are familiar with
1: yeah but when you take one and the same thing like yeah take yeah a yeah, picture I, of yeah one I know it, i
0: understand the exercise but and again, when you you start to really consciously recognize the light. For example, like mm-hmm. what color is the light in the shadow? Like if you ask these questions, like I didn't understand, uh, understand why the impressionist painters painted the shadows blue. And Mm -hmm. after I learned how to see the light, now I didn't really like impressionists as a painting, you know, impressionist painters. But now I like it because, you know, like it's all about the light. And now I understand how they Mm -hmm. saw the uh, what, what they were painting, what they were after, you know. So for me, it completely changed. And also, great source of inspiration are paintings because paintings are somehow you know tricky because uh the lighting in paintings is you know it's 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 just uh not real often
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it will give you a lot of ideas and you could experiment with light and mm-hmm. you could see how how painters work because obviously that's a perfection you know um so Evelyn yeah. Benchichova, my friend, she she had a good story with me. Like we are in a gallery, and I'm just looking at the paintings and analyzing how would I lit the same painting to create mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. one, and and mm-hmm. that's that's a great a great exercise actually. Exercise yeah. as
1: well. And connected with this, I have a question. Maybe before we wrap the conversation up, uh, do you search for? lighting inspirations in other arts not just well definitely you search for or at least you take some inspiration from painting uh what about other types of visual art or i don't know maybe can you get lighting inspiration from i don't know music let's like you want to reproduce some kind of a particular emotion or something like but or like visual visual references for light do you search for them
0: like search you mean uh, like online
1: for example like you know people look at different images for inspiration for ideas do you do that sometimes for me,
0: the inspiration—it's—it's uh, it, it, a—it's a messy thing. I would say I have like many favorite photographers, obviously, but I'm trying. For example, I was uh, trying to be off social media for last most of the August and September, so like really like yeah. two months, because uh, I'm working on a new projects or, or old new projects, and it just clouds and pollute my my own imagination Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and i don't like it you know like it's like you are trying to think and someone is always uh, just speaking something and you know and Mm -hmm. i'm Mm -hmm. i hate it so even though i like like to browse through images and look at Mm -hmm. other people's Mm -hmm. work it pollutes my own imagination okay if it's not uh, online maybe like exhibitions uh,
1: museums
0: like my life movies definitely Mm -hmm. Movies, like, movies are are great. I have, like, many, many screenshots from movies.
1: If you could make a series of stories with your favorite movies, I I would definitely, I'm sure that so many people who follow you will be, like, thanking you for that actually and uh, in, in
0: Helsinki there is one of my favorite uh, filmmakers is Roy Anderson are you familiar okay, with I'm his work? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I will I mm-hmm. will I will create and he's using light which you would like and it looks it's daylight even though okay. it's completely completely lit by artificial lights so you will like it. I can definitely share my favorite uh, movies and Obviously With for example screenshots,
1: that would be awesome. yeah yeah, yeah, definitely,
0: but there are so many you know, like so many of even if like like the huge blockbuster I don't know Avengers or or whatever, sometimes I watch the movie only because of the light,
1: oh okay,
0: you know, just just I'm just looking at the light because uh, you know sometimes the movie is really weak but but the light is great. Usually, that's together. It, color and the light in movies is one and the same mm-hmm. thing They're because uh, in movies they They're they in. they don't work. For example, now I'm lit with a neutral like white light, and from outside mm-hmm. it's coming like blue night. You know, like it's it's mostly uh, it's dark, so not really. But um, in movies they they never use like neutral white light, so it's it's really also color inspiration but definitely movies and then mm-hmm. real, uh real life, uh, because in mm-hmm. real life you have so many living scenarios. Like you just uh, walk, for example, I remember uh, with my friend, we were in Milan and uh, it was October and in October in Milan and also here in Slovakia, I don't know how it's in uh, Helsinki, for example, but here in Slovakia in October is the most beautiful September, October is the most beautiful light because there is a lot of wind and the air is clear so and the mm-hmm. sun is lower so when the sun shines it's it's just you know it's
2: yeah
0: it's yeah, incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. and i saw people on the street and i remember it to this day i can remember the light because they have in milan they have uh, like really tall wide buildings and the street are really wide which for example here in bratislava it's a small city the streets are really narrow and uh, it was incredible the light you like people they had like really just like green light and it was such a bright studio light I remember I you even took a way. picture <laughs> of a of a guy in the head I, I had to ask him can I can I t- take a picture of you it was some British gentleman and it was all just to capture someone in the light so so uh if I'm traveling and if I'm experiencing any, I'm always like looking at the light. Now it's just unconsciously, I, I will, I will record the lighting situation. Mm. But for example, mm. if I'm thinking about a project now, I'm compared to, I don't know, like five, five years ago, I will think about the light more consciously, how I would like to approach the light. Mm-hmm. And not only because of the subject but also how how it will create this the dimension the, the dimensions like uh, if, if it, the space in the image and uh, also how it how it will tell the story. So, so you, I, for me, like the inspiration. It could be just light reflected from a window, just shining my girlfriend' face, which mm-hmm. which happened, and I took a picture, and it mm-hmm. was amazing, you know. So, like everyday life.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, and I would really love to thank you, Mark, so much for this incredibly interesting conversation because uh, you actually opened up my eyes to a lot of things and I'm sure people who will who were watching us and who will watch us and listen to us as a podcast they will learn a lot and thank you thank you thank you thank you so much once again and we'll be wa- waiting for those stories inspirations from from movies and thanks again it was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. If we didn't answer any of your uh, questions, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram. And yeah, if to just. I didn't answer or we didn't answer, I will try to answer your questions. And Dasha, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you, Marek. Bye now. Well, I learned a lot from this conversation. Hope so did you. The most important point I took home is that from now on I will try to notice different types of light in different life situations and get conscious about what kind of emotions those types of light evoke in me. What was that nugget of wisdom for you? Hit me on a DM on Instagram or Facebook to let me know. And now until next time, guys!